Welcome, class. Thank you for joining us here at Greendale 101. This is session five, in which we're going to cover competitive ecology. I am Brian. Joining me, as always, is my favorite bartender, Senor Ben. I had to think fast. Hello, Brian. Hey, Ben. That was not weird at all. <laughs> no, what are you... T- Wait, what was not weird? I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, neither do I. Neither do I. I the, the, you know, surprisingly, voiceovers aren't very effective in an audio-only format. No, I'm just we, putting we that out there. Ju- we are just voiceover. That's going to be the shocking <laughs> twist at the, in the final podcast, that the whole thing was just voiceover. It's all <laughs> internal. None of it was actually spoken, man. Just wait for our Claymation Christmas episode. I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be great. Oh, sorry, yeah, I forgot. It's not technically claymation. Not technically claymation, but eh, close enough. It'll be a good one, though. Indeed. So look forward to that. Um, But we're not here to talk about uh, Pretend Claymation Podcast. We're here to talk about the third episode of the third season of Community uh, Competitive Ecology. Uh, pretty, pretty pretty solid episode, I'd say. Uh, I would say too. It's consistent with this season, and it reminds me of season one. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of uh, interested in what kind of uh, tone they're uh, trying to strike here at the uh, at the beginning of season three, as opposed to um, season season uh, two, which just kind of got real crazy real fast, and then kind of was grounded later on. So, uh, you know. You know, some people, some people saying some positive things. Some people saying some negative, negative things about it. But you know, welcome to the internet. That's how that works. Yep, I think it's cool. I'm fine with either one of them, uh, especially when they're interspersed, like in season one and two. I mean, like they really did it a lot more in season two. But I like you have some of the like the more local, like more grounded episodes. But then you have like the crazy theme episodes, like the space bus. Oh, the space bus! I love the space so bus. amazing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's kind of weird because when I think back uh, to my personal favorite episodes of the show, which you know, for whatever that's worth, I don't know, it it, it is kind of like an odd mix of the kind of um, weirder weirder stuff, like the um, obviously you know the paintball everybody loves. My favorite was the uh, the western themed one, and then stuff like the uh, mixology with uh, Troy's twenty first birthday. I think is an underappreciated gem. That's a good one. I love epidemiology because I have a soft spot for zombies and the part where someone is throwing a cat at them. I, everyone I think about it, I start <laughs> laughing and paradigms of human memory because, Oh, of course, just because of the Dean montage itself made it the that alone. <laughs> yeah, <love> okay. <laughs> well, we got, we got real off track real fast. Uh, shall we, shall I move on to the review and evaluation portion of the show? Indeed. Review and evaluation. I didn't didn't know we had a bumper there. That's nice. That's uh, very professional. We're moving up in the world of podcasting. Ooh, who wants to make us free music? So, so shameless. (laughs) Every week, every week it's asking people for for free things. You know, I I think I could enjoy a community a lot better if I had a recliner. Anybody want to send me a recliner? Ooh, a million dollars? Oh, we are going to have a logo vote sometime, but... Well, more info on that later. Okay, yes. All so, right, so... intro. Yep, uh, intro starts out with, uh, we, we, you know... Wait, before, before the intro, oh, uh, we didn't mention how we were going to do it differently this week. Oh, please, share share with the people right. how we're going to mix it up. 
Uh, this week we are going to try something different. We are going to try to do the recap and evaluation or review and evaluation in this podcast. And we'll have a second one probably released uh, sometime over the weekend, pro- probably tomorrow. And that will be mainly the homework of the week answers, emails, reviews that we or a review that we had gotten on iTunes, that kind of thing. Okay, so we're just splitting the show in half, releasing two separate, shorter podcasts, maybe uh, more convenient for people to listen to that way. Yes, and more convenient for me to edit and upload. We're giving it a shot. Let us know what you think about that. And uh, as per request of a uh, listener, um, not not really a request, but you know, they, they sent some feedback. They said for the uh, evaluation and review segment, they prefer it to be less recappy, more analytical. So I'm gonna try to try to take a shot at that. Well, we have a lot well, more analysis in the last episode. I sat on my thinking chair and thought, 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 and now I'm good. Blues Clues reference. Very good. So okay, we open the episode. We have uh, security guard Chang getting ready for work, and Ben uh, paint us a mind photo. What was that like? What's what's going on here? There's a mannequin leg. Well, yeah, the, yeah. I I have Chang wakes up talking to his leg wife, but he's narrating in his head like a very noir type movie from back then. A lot of them are based on Raymond Chandler novels, and there's even a game that came out recently that reignited some of the noir feeling called L.A. Noir. It's a really good game. But, um, and parts of the episode remind me of that. But So Chang is internally narrating? Is that the right word? Uh, I suppose. Was he doing that in the seems. first episode, or was he just talking to himself? In the first part uh, of yeah. the first episode? Oh, no, no, yeah, no, yeah, not, yeah, not the episode. Yeah, the first scene, he's, he's uh, talking aloud. The uh, okay. model, the interior thought doesn't start until later. I couldn't remember because, I mean, he's by himself. Why not talk to yourself? Okay, yeah. So right here he's, he's talking, talking to himself. He's talking to his leg, leg wife. Yeah. About how he's going to become detective someday and talks to his leg wife. And he's determined to become a detective, which is odd already. You know, something's off because there aren't really security guard detectives. And he's not been there that long. And you can tell he lives in a closet. There is like a water heater in there. And was that a pool table that the thing was on? Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, maybe. There, yeah, definitely something. But then he walks out, and it reveals that he was inside the closet of the student cafe, hot and brown. Ah, yes. Yes, indeed. And then uh, we move to a... We have the study group walking down a hall, uh, Shirley showing uh, photos of her of her newborn. Although, I guess at this point, not... Not as a newborn. I guess he'd be like four months, maybe. Who knows? Depending on the passage of time. Uh, uh, here, here's she's like here's Ben dressed as a dragon. Oh, and then I was not dressed as a dragon. Uh, I have photos that say otherwise. Oh, I'll be going not, up on the. They'll go on the Tumblr later this week. Check Thursday. I don't think they will be unless someone you can Photoshop my face onto Britta from last Halloween. Hmm. Maybe. I'll give it a shot. Is she a dragon or a dinosaur? I don't think it was ever <laughs> uh, decided. It, it went back and forth. Oh, okay. Oh, but, by the way, um, it's not a pool table. It was a bed that had a green sheet that looked like the same color as pool table felt. Okay. Thank I you for the clarification. You may continue. Uh, let's see. Uh, Troy has a photo of him and Abed dressed as A. Murphy and Nick Nolte. Annie doesn't Aww. know who Nick Nolte is. Aww. 
uh, Pierce wants to borrow a quarter to use the water fountain, and I thought this was a nice touch, um, kind of tying into the the uh, first episode of the season, finding out that the school is out of money and they're not gonna have it, you know, enough money to operate. Yeah. They can't pay security, so it's now the hard. dean is charging charging people for the water fountain. So it's good to see a continuation of that. Yeah, two drink minimum. Yes, part part of yeah. Um, How would they enforce that? I <laughs> I don't one, know. Nunez is the main chief, and then there's Chang, and that's it. I'm sure this campus has several water fountains. Who knows? But um, you know, Chang Chang uh, mentions to the dean about his living arrangement. The dean says, "Oh, can we can't talk about that loud? Well, keep it on the dean low," which I thought was a <laughs> good good deanism. And then we're at the biology class. Wait, wait, um, something to say about the last part a second real fast. Okay. Oh, I like uh, Jeff asks the dean what he's doing, and the dean for some reason automatically assumes that Jeff is like succumbing to his advances. <laughs> They're like, oh, I can skip lunch if you – oh, oh. oh. <laughs> also, the passing janitor c- called the called Chang a homewrecker. So was that like the janitor's leg wife? Yeah, that that uh, Chang found in the boiler room. I I think that is the uh, implication. Poor janitor, who we've never seen before. Yeah, poor one-time janitor. <laughs> but yes, biology. Biology. We have um, we have uh, Doctor Professor Kane uh, asking people what whatever happened to Legos. You know, he's been locked away for a while. It used to be so simple, but now they've become complex. You got Harry Potter Legos and. Uh, Star Wars Legos, and uh, so it's pretty good for the life of me. I, 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 I keep struggling to do it. I want to tie that into the theme of the overall episode about the the dynamic of the group changing over time. Where you know, back in season one, things were so easy, and then it, things have got uh, have kind of grown, become more complex. But I haven't found a really good way to do it yet. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be working through that as we podcast. Well, it makes sense. To- I also thought of it as kind of like the show itself because the first season, a lot of the episodes were just, we're all on campus having a story. But then the second season got complicated. There were like a space episode and a zombie episode and like complicated paradigm episode. Yeah, you have the, you have the, um, yeah, the genre thing. And then maybe, uh, you know, we have the, ex- the ex- expanding cast of characters too. You know, back in season one, they had very few people to put in the scenes like, oh, we got, Jeff, Pierce, Annie, Troy, Abed, Shirley, and Britta. And now we've kind of grown past that where you've got Vicky, Magnitude, Fat Neil, Leonard, uh, all these other uh, characters. Red Beard. Growing. Yeah, Red Beard. <laughs> we need more Red Beard. Garrett. So I don't know. I, I, you know, maybe that might not even be intentional on any level. That might be me, and probably is me just looking far too into it, but I really wanted to find something there. Or we're just deep, and this is some hard-hitting analysis. <laughs> sure, sure. Let's go with that one. <laughs> we're going to analyze then, the crap out of this episode. It's fun. That's good. <laughs> and uh, Dr. Professor Kane says, everybody look across the table. That is going to be your lab partner for the rest of the semester. Every, <laughs> because of the seating, everyone looks. <laughs> and they're, they're paired up with randoms, people we have never seen before. Not even like a second tier, like a magnitude. It's just... Non groupers, uh, extras, yeah. And their uh, their project, they have to make a terrarium, which is like a diorama. Oh, <laughs> they had so many. Why did ev- did everyone in the class take 
uh, anthropology last year? I I'm, I'm not sure because I um I, I went I you know on my rewatch I tried to see if if it got that reaction from everyone or just the you know the core group of characters in the middle of the room, but um I wasn't able to tell if you know which way oh, it was yeah. supposed to be. It sounded like more than the main seven, so I wasn't sure. Okay. Then uh, we, we go through the credits, and we come on the other side, and we have the group approaching uh, Kane, saying that, ah, you know, I know you're new here, but this is kind of a thing. We're a study group. We're like a family. We love each other. We've been through all these adventures. Uh, space bus, paintball, <laughs> second paintball. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, and uh, Pierce had sex with Eartha Kitt in an airplane bathroom. These are the only guys I've ever told. <laughs> <laughs> I like Doctor or Professor Doctor Kane's response to all that. Like, I have so many conversations that make no sense because he's kind of a normal yeah. character too. Like he's an outsider that just got there. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think about that. Um, the diorama okay. thing too. He was confused about why everyone like the reactions that people have to all the things that this thing, the pop pop thing later. He's like, seriously, what is going on here? This is such a weird place. All right, that, that's that's pretty good because um, it's a good point because uh, you know, later in the episode with uh, Todd and um, all all the mayhem that happens there, uh, I, I feel like the episode is very much about what the group is like from the outsider's perspective. And I didn't even, you know, for some reason, I kind of I got lost over uh, Kane's role in that and how he how he perceives them as a group of people because <laughs> he's like, all right, fine, fine, do whatever whatever you want, that's fine. Yeah, exactly. So, so it, multiple characters, and then uh, oh man, and then we have the the great the great uh, scene of them all breaking up with their lab partners. <laughs> yeah, I love that one. <laughs> you have you have uh, Jeff mimicking Abed. Cool, cool, cool. Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars. Star Wars. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, Troy catching up on Breaking Bad. Another Breaking Bad reference. Oh God! And oh, I don't want to go off on much of a, a tangent here, but. Oh man, that show is worth catching up on this season. It is so good. Uh, I need to. I'm also behind on Doctor Who and Dexter, though. Just forget about those, man. Breaking Bad this year. It's some of the best. I haven't even started Matt Smith yet, though. Well, then, well, then you don't. You know, then don't worry about it. That's like a new beginning. When I you have, have more plenty tenants. of free time, do that. But Dexter, he's still around, killing people. I assume. No, but you left Breaking Bad right in the middle, though. You gotta see it through true. to the end. Ah, uh, I have to wait. Uh, I will, though. I will soon. I will soon. Okay, all right. <laughs> we'll have an update on that later on. Oh. Um, Pierce is really mean again. Yeah. Well, okay. You yeah, he's, he's somewhat mean. He gets because because we, we, you know, we go through the whole group, and then we get to Pierce, and he's like, "And you look weird. I don't know you." I can't trust you, and I don't think I can grow to like you. you no offense. Oh, none, none taken. <laughs> Not, well, I don't know, because you... Okay, he is being mean, obviously. He's uh, being Pierce. For he surely just said, term. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that was that was yeah. a nice one. Okay, that that one too, but uh, that one's good too. But if you look at everyone else, uh, Jeff with his uh, Abed thing, and then Troy's Breaking Bad excuse. Everyone else is kind of, you know, lying in their breakup. I, I you know, Pierce is, Pierce is just being honest. That's, he's, uh, it kind of goes back to a, a, a line in season one where he says, I say things other people won't, and that has value. 
<laughs> not when you're being really mean to a stranger. Oh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I you know, I, I love. That's beer, not so. even totally honest. He's not doing it because he's weird looking. He's doing it because he wants to be with the group. Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. And then you know, after the breakup, everyone uh, pairs up. You have Jeff and Annie, Troy and Abed, Britta and Shirley, and then uh, Pierce looks around and realizes. He's without a partner. He's like, oh, Todd, come back. It, uh, it was a test. <laughs> as soon as I saw them all uh, standing in the doorway of Kane for Kane, the doorway of Kane, the doorway of Kane, the, uh, doorway <laughs> of Kane. I, I was like, wait a second. There are seven. That's not going to go well. Also, <laughs> props to, to whoever directed this episode for getting them all to fit in that doorway. Yes, that was a that was a good shot. Seven. Like. Oh, was it was like Jeff kind of like peeking over the top. Him and Troy are both just peeking because <laughs> they couldn't see. But yeah. And uh, you pointed out earlier off air that these are common uh, duos for episode stories. Uh, yeah, yeah. That was something I was uh, thinking about because, you know, in a, in a little bit we'll talk about how they kind of got tired of the of the pairings and realized they wanted to – be a, be a partner with someone else. Um, I was kind of wondering if that was the somehow the writers commenting on common pairings, uh, you know, whether or not that gets stale and how they have to mix it up over time. Um, because it, it reminds me of, a, of an Abed line in season one where we talked to talk, he said to Annie like, "Oh, I kind of thought of us as being like Chandler and Phoebe. We never really have stories together." Exactly. So, <laughs> So when I mean we have a cast this big, you kind of set into these default uh, pairings that off, often go out on adventures. So I, I was wondering if maybe uh, them realizing that it's a bad combination for one reason or another was somehow um, commenting on that or not. But I you know I found it interesting because Troy and Abed obviously um, you have Jeff Jeff and Annie have the ongoing um, shipper thing that people people are into. Surely then, Britta, uh, they had one just. Uh... Well, they have it like weird ones. Like just every now and then, they'll have scenes together talking, and it's always one of them is talking, the other one is like not listening, or or one of them the talking one sometimes not listening. That happened in the ep- the last episode. Yeah, the last episode. They're walking in the hallway. Yeah, yeah, the, talk, the talk, backpack. Talk, talk, talk. Yeah, and she wasn't listening to anything Shirley was saying. And the the thing that really kind of drove it home for me was the fact that Pierce has left his odd man out again, as you know, as he was for most of the first two seasons. So, oh, I should have brought Jack Black back. Yeah, what happened to that other study group with Jack Black, Owen Wilson, and Star Burns? <laughs> and that other, like, I don't know who that was. The other Asian girl. Yeah, yeah, I think there was. I don't know who that was, but but her too. I wonder. I wonder if we'll ever see those guys again. We should see an alternate universe where all the secondary characters are in the study room instead. Yeah, I'd like to see something like that. But now we are in Nunez's office, and thank you, Dan Harmon, for responding to me, even though you're not going to hear this. Still, thank you for responding to me and telling me his name, even though I feel dumb because when I asked it, I checked IMDb and there was nothing on there. But then after you answered, I looked and it was there. So I felt stupid. And then um, I don't I don't know how visible the name tag was in the uh, first episode or the second episode for that matter, but it's very clear in this one. I could see like oh it says Sergeant Nunez. So exactly Sergeant. There's yeah, security cards. <laughs> I think it said Sergeant, right? It said had the abbreviation for Sergeant S G R T something. It might have. I'll have to go back. That's still I'll get, weird. I'll, 
I'll pull a screen cap. We'll find out. Yes, but uh, Chang is getting very delusional. He comes into Nunez's office saying that he's been on the beat a long time, ready to be a detective. Nunez, like, you've been here a month. There's no such thing as a security guard detective. And tells Chang to go detect on his own time. And he leaves the room, which wasn't prob- wasn't that smart if you already think he's a little bit insane. Uh, Chang starts internally narrating, which I don't think it – I mean, it wasn't, of course. But it reminded me of Scrubs anyway because that was a single-camera sitcom, and a lot of it was in his head. It's way, way different. I'm just saying it reminded me of it. Just the – the existence of a voiceover yes. made you recall Scrubs. That and Grey's Anatomy, but she's not often thinking in, his he- in her head. She's just narrating the start and end of the episode. No, that's you know that's fair enough. That's just like whenever I see a flashback, I think of Lost for no reason. It's a common <laughs> uh, story device, but uh, for for me, it evokes uh, memories of a very specific uh, use of it. And every time you see a blue police box, you think of Doctor Who. Sure, of course. I see those all the time <laughs> in out, out, in Georgia. Out my everyday my everyday life in Atlanta. I'm sure we have tons of blue police boxes. But uh yeah, he's in his own head and he starts I don't know if he's just because well, he is insane. I don't know if it's because he's insane or if it's because he's just drawing on what limited noir detective story knowledge he has, but he is not good at similes. <laughs> His words rang inside his head like a bell inside a head. <laughs> uh, uh. Someone, someone walks by. He like stops her and then, like just stares at her and thinks to himself for a long time about legs that go all the way to the bottom of her torso, the kind of arms that had elbows. <laughs> she gets kind of freaked out because he's just staring at him. And then she walks off kind of confused. And then he thinks she was scared by someone or something. <laughs> And maybe the stapler? And he asks himself if he's crazy or if he's a detective. That was weird. <laughs> that, yeah. Oh, God. That was wonderfully weird. It was. <laughs> uh, but parts of this episode did remind me of L.A. Noir. I don't know if it's purposeful at all. But um, when you interview a suspect in that game, you can technically just. Like, all right, a lot of it is having to look at the person's face to tell if they're lying or not. And there was like this awesome technology that actually captured all of the little facial motions that you should look at to see if someone's lying or telling the truth. But like you can sit there and just stare at them for just minute after minute. And they just, every now and then they will like say something like, hey, are, are we still doing the interview? And just him just staring and thinking reminded me of that, even though it might not have been a reference to it. Well, the thing later with the, uh, the matchbook uh, yes, reminded that, me very much of it. Yeah, picking up. Well, a matchbook specifically, even picking it up and just looking at it, like on and on, looking for any kind of clue on it, when there's nothing there. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not very familiar, uh, nor do I claim to be familiar with uh, uh, film noir. So I didn't know if the uh, the uh, matchbook is a clue is really common, but it shows up so many times in that game. Like every any business you can think of, hotels, bars. Uh, pawn shops, they all have custom matchbooks with addresses on them. So. It's almost never important. No, it's always important. Well, for addresses sometimes, but a lot of them it's just, oh, yeah, I've seen this is the ge- generic one from the other hotel. It's just here. Anyway, uh, but it reminded me of L.A. Noir. And now we're in the cafeteria, Brian. Uh, we are in the cafeteria, and he's looking for a beetle <laughs> at the salad bar. No, no dice there, though. But um, her hair is in it when she leans over it. 
Yeah, yeah. Did the cafeteria uh, workers not care? <laughs> yeah, Greendale, I, I suppose not. Oh, or okay. if they're, it may, uh, who knows? Maybe the dean had to cut the cafeteria staff too. Well, that's true. But for I mean, budgetary reasons. If Abed was able to make so many chicken strips and distribute them the way he did, they must not have very good cafeteria security. Yeah, you know, even even if they did early on, they definitely wouldn't now. No, no. But um, yeah, she slavery. looks up. Oh yeah, when yeah, I was kind of hoping he'd come back this week, but me too. You know, I hope he get back someday. I'm sure. Yeah, I'll be, we have to have him back eventually, but yeah, he he's intimidating. Anyway, uh, Annie sees Jeff on his phone, realizes that she'll be you know basically carrying him through this assignment. Um, then, you know, we, we go cut to, uh, Troy and Abed and they, you know, they have this realization that they spend too much time together. Like, oh, I saw the movie that kick, kick puncher was based off of. Did you see the part where this happened? Troy's like, yeah, yeah, I, I, we watched it last night. And then at the same time, they come to the realization that they spend too much time together and then call Jinx. Which further proves now, it. Yeah. But if you call Jinx at the same time, what happens then? You I have never, to try to double Jinx. Happened. If Double you jinx. Yeah. Oh. And then it goes triple, and then you just keep going until oh, one of you doesn't simultaneously do it. Until somebody just forfeits. I'm your resident jinx expert. Yeah, so they realize they're spending too much time together. And then the third pairing, uh, Britta and Shirley. Uh, Shirley's uh, showing pictures of uh, baby Ben again. Hey, and, don't call me uh, a baby. No, no, not, not you. Not you. Ben Bennett, <laughs> we'll say. And, you know, Britta, Britta is more than slightly annoyed and says that soda is like meth for babies. No. Yeah, sugar, sugar. is like baby meth. That's what my homeopath said. Well, maybe your gay friend should mind his own business. I love that, those two lines. I apologize. I was eating a, a Halloween Oreo just there. Was it delicious? Was it, it worth it, Ben? It was a lot like baby meth. Oh. Sounds pretty solid, is then. Is baby meth still blue? Oh, God. Oh, you're making me want to watch more Breaking Bad. Did Walter White make baby meth? No! He's a man of ethics, darn it. And give it to his baby? He, oh, no! He's a man of ethics that are rapidly disappearing over time. Oh, God, <laughs> Walter. Oh, man. What confused me a little bit, I would think that Shirley would know that a homeopath is not another word to say gay person. You would think. That's something I would expect Troy or Pierce to respond to. Yeah, it does seem like a, a Pierce response. Definitely Pierce. Troy, maybe. It. Oh, come on, Troy. <laughs> He's done a lot of things. Yeah, you're right. Oh, but, uh, uh, well, yeah, I was going to go back to Troy Nobed for a second. Uh, sure. I've been in that kind of situation before, almost, except we still found stuff to talk about. When my, uh, I was rooming with uh, Kyle Q, who was awesome. We spent so much time together watching stuff and playing video games. It got difficult to find things to talk about because we were always doing the same thing. Mm. Like, luckily, like, every now, like, he'd go to work and then I'd play something or then I'd go and he'd play something. We'd talk about that for a while. Or we try to find something new that we could possibly talk about. It gets it gets difficult though. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, I've been in a similar situation, I guess. You know, at some point, I'm sure we've all faced a similar situation. So, I you know what I find really interesting is that 
I don't, I'm wondering if the, the Troy and Abed realizing they're spending too much time together thing, if that's um, like the beginning of a bigger character arc, uh, you know, that involves them living together and how they're going to you know, deal with that over time, or if it was just solely to serve the purpose of having them all switch partners. I think it's that. I think they're still going to have storylines, but I think they'll still keep switching it up so Abed can hang out with Jeff, which I want a lot more of. I like the Abed-Jeff thing. They're both outsiders, like more than everyone else. Yeah, yeah. So their their pairings are rare, but um, always enjoyable. Um, oh yeah. So I yeah, you because know, I'm wondering about that. I you know, hopefully, I wonder in the future if they're going to address the decision making process of them deciding to room together. Because at the end of season one, you know, they both came to the conclusion that uh, they they shouldn't spend too much time together. Uh, you know, Troy's like, oh, my my friendship with Abed's like a giant cookie. So they yeah, they're giant cookie oh. uh, territory right now. Yeah, so I want, I just wonder what made them change their mind over time. If, yeah, I, uh, I want a giant cookie. Well, maybe it was because Troy was living with Pierce, and that got a little too insane, and he had no other choice. Like, well, you know, Abed's awesome. But, uh, but did he get insane? I never, um, was it, let's see. I, okay, I guess at the end of season two when Pierce left the study group, maybe that created a hostile home environment. and that yeah, or, If it wasn't hostile, it would be uncomfortable. I would not want yeah, to Yeah, awkward. Yeah. Sure. I guess I was always kind of disappointed that the uh, the uh, not Abed, the Troy and Pierce living together thing didn't spawn more uh, story uh, yeah. for the show, but maybe that we'll seemed like episode. It, yeah, sure, just to that because that, that seems like such a rich vein for uh, story to come from. But I'd like it. Oh anyway, well, <laughs> uh, we're in a bathroom. Chang, I, first words: Chang is crazy. My first words last time: Chang is delusional. That's just the first response I always, or the first, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, and he was saying he should just forget about her, let that girl g- go, like a lobster claw letting go of a small balloon for lobsters. Again, <laughs> then he sees the matchbox, matchbook, not matchbox. The mat, the matchbox twenty CD. <laughs> no, am I right? The very cluey looking matchbook. And it's like Arizona backwards is still Arizona. It's a Palomino. <laughs> oh. and i'm trying to quote last this time but that whole scene like i love that entire it's short and i love all of the lines in it and again he wonders if he's crazy or sane and then he wonders why his reflection is staring at him oh Chang! It, oh, oh. I, it, was, it was funny i got i had some good laughs but i'm so concerned this cannot be going to a good place it's making me changry <sighs> bravo so uh, we we then have a, a scene of um, of Britta and Troy uh, talking to each other um, about the possibility of maybe having new partners, uh, and then every, everyone shows up at the same time. Like, oh, new partners! I oh, is, who's trading partners? Um, and it ends with uh, Pierce walking out of the bushes. Like, yeah, they they were going to trade partners, and uh, Todd Todd's there. He's like, oh. While he was spying, I found a turtle. Good job, oh, Todd. Oh, oh, Todd. You see, so while while they're dealing with their p- partner drama, Todd's actually working on the assignment. So. <laughs> Pierce is very mad that he saddled with a total waste of space loser. That was mean. That reminded <laughs> oh. me of him making fun of Fat Neil. No, it wasn't that bad. That's unnecessarily mean, though. It wasn't as bad as the, the Fat Neil stuff. No, not so bad. they decide. 
they decide to go to the study room to solve the Todd problem. <laughs> Todd asks if he should come. Um, it's called Todd problem. <laughs> oh, so they get they get to the study room and then you know Jeff says they have to decide who's going to be stuck with this guy, this random, this non-grouper. And they, you know, they they bat around some some ideas of how to how to uh, find new partners. And Troy, Troy had one that was, I, I think we should it should be boy girl, and uh, they should, we should they should have different hair color and not have gone to the same school. So I guess I would be with Britta. I, <laughs> my hands are tied. I can't do anything about that. Oops. Oh, by the <laughs> way, this episode, it felt a little bit like they were like, hey, how about a Troy Britta pairing? Yeah, yeah, especially that scene uh, outside. Uh, yeah, before, yeah. It spoke simultaneously, and like their eyes, they seemed really excited to be paired up together. And here, Troy really wanted to be with Britta. I do like their storylines, like the dancing one and the acting class. Oh yeah, the acting class. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, another another good example of a kind of like a Jeff and Abed, a rarely seen but always effective pairing when they have uh, a story that could work for both. Yeah, I'll talk about those shipper stuff in the next episode, though. Oh, what a tease. Uh, <laughs> It'll be released one day later. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll bet uh, maybe, okay, I, I said that you know, it would be less recapping. I was going to save this for the end. But uh, maybe my favorite line of the show is Abed saying, the hair color concept intrigues me because it's how I distinguish you anyway. That's interesting. <laughs> oh, Abed. How does he see everyone then? Because most of them have dark hair. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's still weird. But yeah, but, um, he suggests young and old so they can take turns sleeping. Yeah, and Shirley uh, gets offended. Like, I you know, need I remind you again, I'm the same age as Jeff. Like, well, I was counting Jeff as old, which I don't know. <laughs> Jeff hated that. Jeff was offended. Although I guess it seemed obvious to me because if you're going to split it young and old, uh, if we were to go down the middle, the old half would be Pierce Shirley, Jeff, and... Would Britta's be the between would Jeff it, and Abed, Abed, I think. Would it be Would it be Todd or Britta? Uh, I'm not sure how I'm not sure how old uh, Todd is. Britta, I think the I fact think that she's Todd to be in her late 20s or early 30s. I think the fact that Todd has a newborn child will just throw him in the old camp. All right, just because. Just because he's a three, father. I that love when the three like young ones thing. are together. That is my favorite. When it's Troy, Abed, and Annie, like in the chloroform scene. Oh, yeah, last year in the uh, basic accounting for lawyers. Yes, those three, and when it's uh, the three youngest guys of the four. Because it feels well, kind of like they, just a set of you're brothers. Just, you're just excluding Pierce now. That's no, not, not cool. it's not just because of Pierce. Like, uh, it's in a couple of the tags where it's just Troy and Abed, and then uh, Jeff's also there. And Jeff feels like an older brother, and they seem like, you know, uh, younger, more age-close brothers hanging out. You know yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, all I'm hearing is, you know what I like? Pierce is the grandpa. Ep- episodes without Pierce. No, I love Pierce episodes. He is funny. Yeah, you know what I like is episodes where, and it's, you know, it's rare. We haven't seen one in a while. Hopefully, you know, hopefully they'll come back eventually. But uh, season one, episodes where Pierce uh, proves to have some kind of use passing on uh, knowledge he's gained over the years. Like, like when he taught, <laughs> like, yeah, he taught Jeff how to fight and he taught Troy how to. How to sneeze like a man. I thought that oh, was uh, a great. The boat episode. I like that one where like he decided he would go back in that boat, like with the canoe. Yeah, yeah. That's 
Yeah, I love those. I love those little moments. That's um, you know, again, I, I, I've said it once. I'll say it one more time here. I'll try to refrain in the future, but I, I, I easily find him the most fascinating character in the group. Ah, uh, yeah. He's good. Oh, but it is yeah. it's hard to not be recappy in the study room scenes because otherwise it'd just be they're all in the study room arguing. We move on. Yeah, that'd be too difficult. Yeah, if you want to be super reductive, I could uh, sum the episode up in like three sentences. Yeah, yeah, but so study room scenes we kind of have to go over more in depth. Uh, Pierce yeah. falls asleep. Uh, now uh, they they eventually. Um, they eventually devise a system in which everyone will rank um, their preferred lab partner from one to eight, with one being most desirable. And then they would use uh, Abed would take that information and then find the optimum pairings. Because he's a computer. Because he's a computer. Oh, I liked uh, one part. Uh, Annie f- implied that Britta had a low GPA and was dumb, and Britta tried to do the shooting your fingers until only your middle ones left. And for some reason, she just couldn't figure it out. <laughs> yeah, that, that was that was a great moment. That made quite a good gif. I like that one. That is a top-notch gif. Gif. I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to pass it off as my catchphrase. Some wish me luck. Say gif, which I always find weird because the first word came comes from like graphic or graphical. So I think yeah, plus, be, yeah. If you say gif, I think about peanut butter. Yeah. <laughs> Someone should make a a gif gif or a gif gif. Or ooh, or gif gif. I would buy a gif gif. Ooh, or a kif gif from Futurama. No, I've taken it too far now. I'm I've sorry. lost it. Yeah, I went a little too far. All right. <laughs> so, so computer Abed. He's gonna find optimum pairings and put put people together to maximize audience appeal. He said, "Don't put Todd down last because he does he has a turtle and Pierce is asleep again." Yeah, audience appeal. That is interesting. We can talk about that in a set when we get to the next part, next study room part. Uh, Nunez's office. Yes. Chang is calling the matchbook company, and he's in his thoughts again. And so the guy's like, hello, hello. Uh, Chang needs answers like a fish needs a bicycle. A lot. <laughs> and um, yeah, he placed an order, and Chang had to think fast again, and he said yes. But then Nunez comes in, he has to hang up, call him back later, and says Chang needs time off, be- mostly because he's seeming kind of crazy. And then we land back in the study room. Do we? Yes, we do. Okay. Just They're paired sure. up. And then, yeah, we've uh, landed with pairs. It's going to be Jeff and Todd, Britta and Abed, Pierce and Troy, Annie and Shirley. Yes, Jeff is confused. Yeah, he wants to know how that happened. And then Abed, he explains that he, he took the numbers, matched the top person up with the low person, and then kept going from there uh, until they arrived in the, the middle um, so, with the information we've received in the episode, I have... Okay, I think I have the, the list as it would have been Wait. with the with the rankings. Yeah, because yeah, Jeff thought he's number one, and Todd was eight, so, but no, they were four and five, and Jeff was five. And Andy's yes. obviously number one, because she would do all the work. So, I mean, Shirley is eight. Poor Shirley. And then, uh, uh, later later on, let's see... See Shirley, Annie, Troy. Wait, was it Troy and Pierce? It was Troy and Britta, Pierce and Abed. Yeah. So let me let me wait. Let me change my notes. We still have one more scene before we even know all of the, 
or at least more of them. We don't know about Troy and Britta's uh, numbers yet. Yes. Yeah, but uh, Pierce sorry. is just excited that he's more popular than someone. I think you had one yeah. of your favorite lines here. Uh, yeah, yeah, Shirley is confused because she finds out that she's the, the lowest ranking person. It's like, how, how could I be lower than Pierce? How could anybody be lower than Pierce? And then uh, Pierce says, oh, you're, you're, <laughs> uh, you're on thin ice, Shirley. My friends and I are not going to let you drive a wedge between us. Oh, that made me wonder, is Pierce just like excited that he's higher than her? Is that why he's being – because I remember there was a scene where uh, he pulled down Shirley's pants and they made up by saying like that you know they're the two oldest – and people, you know, respect and all that, and they need to stick together. But then he does something like that. <laughs> I, I, you know, bus. I, I'm popular well, now. Never mind, Charlie. <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's what Pierce is. But I think after, especially after being vilified for much of last year, I think he's just excited to not be the most hated person in the room for once. That's true. Yeah, we're back in Chang's room. He has a lot of matchbooks, like, and it costs a lot of money. And he used Nunez's card. Poor Nunez. Uh, How did they get there so quickly? I'm sorry. Oh, because he ordered them. He said it cost a lot of money to get them there that day. Okay, same day delivery. Yeah. I didn't catch that. Yeah, uh, there's a montage with a bunch of falling matchbooks. He's clipping newspapers. There's lots of the the string board is what I call it that they do. All with a very film noir saxophone solo over it. One of the clippings he puts up says, Archaeology Department unearths rare five-legged bovine fossils. <laughs> Uh, and then it shows Chang playing the saxophone, which I really, I liked that one a lot. Uh, yeah, that was a good that was a good touch. <laughs> and then we it it pulls out to show us a string board, and first of all, there is a different clipping <laughs> up there. <laughs> so I guess he changed his mind on it. But it, all right, his apparently train of conspiracy thought goes from Matchbook to the school pamphlet to a picture of Larry Bird, like I guess ten years ago or something. <laughs> To a newspaper clipping about local youth wins fishing der- derby. Back to Larry Bird. <laughs> and then it's just, that's it. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, pretty, pretty odd. The, um, if, if it was, in fact, the, uh, the same art assets they used last year in the, um, for the uh, Greendale pamphlet, which says you're already accepted, yeah. I, be- I believe that's Stan Harmon on the front. I could be mistaken, oh, though. I should look again. You should. You should check it out. Uh, Mustachio Dan Harmon, I believe. That does not play here. We have not established that. Oh, yeah, that is, that's not here. Well, uh, let's see. And then he thinks of stand-up premises, making tires out of payment. What's up? Out of pavement. What's up with buttons? What if Nicholson was a gynecologist? <laughs> As he leaves the room to find a notepad and a blazer, he grabs his flashlight, which knocks the yarn down into either his hot plate or the hot water heater. I wasn't sure which. Uh, yeah, I think it was the hot water heater. Okay, that's one of them. And then back in the study room. Back in the study room, Shirley's upset. Uh, let's see. Um, Annie suggests that maybe you know people don't want to be with uh, work with Jeff because they'll have to carry him through every project. And then she says, "Who are you texting anyway? Everyone you know is here," which I liked. Yes. Oh, quite a bit. The, uh, I, I just watched that is a mustachio Dan Harmon. Okay. Thank you for the confirmation. Yeah, I'm on top of my game today. Well done, sir. Yeah, I like that line um, too, though. But maybe he is tweeting at his followers. So he lost three. He apparently tweets yeah. quite often about yeah about fashion. Of course, of course he would. What else would he tweet about? 
how much he doesn't care. About hair products. Yeah, I want to know if that's a Twitter out there somewhere, like old white man says. Uh, maybe. I'm sure if, if it is, somebody will direct us to it. Sarcastic white guy says. I don't know. Uh, Jeff says, oh, I figured it out. Troy says, Pierce, wake up. Jeff is going to heal us. <laughs> and Jeff is convinced that somebody put him down as eighth just to spite him. And then he wants to see the ballads, but, uh, you know, Britta says no. Um, there's a bit of a chase. She ends up with the ballads. And then, according to Shirley, she burns them with her marijuana lighter. <laughs> it shows what Shirley thinks of her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, her marijuana lighter. <laughs> and she throws the ballads into the turtle bucket. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. And that, Todd's reaction. That, that finally causes Todd to blow up. What is wrong with you people? Your love is weird and toxic. <laughs> uh, wow, we, we, you skipped a scene. Did we? Yes. That doesn't happen yet. Oh, I'm sorry. Also, with the numbers that happen... Ooh, the numbers. Numbers are bad. Uh, Britta thinks that Troy was the unpopular one. Troy says it was her. She pities him and thinks that he's just being naive. Abed pities her because she was wrong. So what what do you have worked out for the numbering? Chain of pity. Um, all right, here's what I have. Uh, starting with number one, it goes Annie, then Troy, then Abed, then Todd, then Jeff, then Pierce, then Britta, then Shirley. All right. I didn't because we don't know where Abed sits for sure, so I didn't know if he was two. I think. Um, hmm. All right. You know, I'm not, I'm not sure how I how I ended up with this. It's either okay. I, I couldn't figure out if it was if Troy and Britta were at the second to last or second to first, or if it's um, Abed and Pierce. Those could be inverted, but because all we know for sure is that Annie and Shirley are number one, and number two, and that uh, Todd and Jeff are in the middle, and then the other two uh, could go either way. All right. This this as soon as I heard the order, or at least tried to reason out the order. I thought it was uh, either the networks or the fans, how they would, like, the popularity of each character. I know a lot of people like Annie, Troy, and Abed. That's a lot of people's favorites char- favorite characters. And I know that Shirley, Pierce, and Britta get more hate than they should. Yeah, because they're, they're complex and challenging characters, and people don't get them. That's fine. Whatever. Britta's, cool. Yeah, Britta's very complex. Pierce, it's hard to get past some parts that you have to properly understand Pierce. There's nothing wrong with Shirley. She just hasn't gotten enough episodes. But yeah, people don't understand Britta, which bothers me, because recently I've started growing fond of Britta's character, because she's... Ah, next episode. But if, <laughs> I, yeah, I've, I've never... I've never... Uh, I never. I, I like Britta. I never really disliked her. I, I, kind, I kind of always have the same thing with Pierce, but... Uh, well. Yeah, we'll talk about character analysis next episode still, but... But yeah, and so I just feel like that's the popularity either that the network said or that the fans have. Uh, yeah, maybe that's an interesting thought. Uh, I know <laughs> Abed is really, really popular, and I, I see so much stuff about Annie, but that might just be about her attractiveness. I don't know. Perhaps I um I don't know. I'm, I'm curious. I'm trying to figure out. Uh, what this means about the group that they put the guy that everyone hates as number four. 
Because he had the turtle? Did they oh, give him the, the I think bump? I, I think they just put Todd in there anyway, just because. But the other seven, I think, are in order. No, no, but I mean, not... I mean, not 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 in your scenario, but just oh. in the uh, in the actual scene that in the in the uh, poll that they, they they took that Todd yeah. was the fourth most desirable lab partner. I think he was put up there pretty high because he already had the turtle, so they didn't have to look for more stuff. Also, I like the line uh, Jeff said: "Andy's just a good grade in a tight sweater," and Andy said Jeff is just a bad grade in a tight sweater. Ah, yeah, that was a good. That's a good exchange. And Annie refuses to be with Shirley because she's a creationist. If it's because someone is, is someone's religious doesn't mean they have a problem with science. And certainly if an introductory biology course at a community college can refute 2,000 years of miracles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Shirley. Yeah, and Britta refuses to dissect anything with a face. And she does not know if worms have tiny little faces or not. Yes, and then we're in the cafeteria. Chang hears the fire alarm bells, comes in, sees his place is on fire. He suspects foul play by someone or something. His leg wife, Veronica, is dead. And it gets <laughs> in quotations. It's thrown away by the firemen. And now we're in the study room with the burning. The and burning, the ballots, marijuana lighter, turtle, trash can. Todd blows up. Your love is weird and toxic. Offense taken, offense taken, he leaves. And Jeff's like, well, he was right about one thing. You're all terrible people. <laughs> I'm going home, and by home, I mean biology. It starts in 15 minutes, so they were there all night. Yeah, Todd talks about his dying father and how he's not taking his insulin shot. Oh, God. Oh, Todd. <laughs> I got worried oh. there. I'm like, oh, God, you should have gone home for that. <laughs> Let me go home and hold my wife, my newborn child, and take my insulin shot. Oh, in commercial break, do you have oh, the God. scary commercial with the man, the giant man full of people? No, no, not this week, which was okay. great. Congratulations. Thank you. No nightmares tonight. <laughs> Yet. Yet. We'll Biology. see where we go from. Uh, Vicky Magnitude. They got they got paired up. I love the first appearance of Magnitude in this in the season. Uh, there's talk about uh, butterflies and cocoons and. Uh, what have you, and then it ends with them incorporating Pop Pop into the presentation, which I, which I don't know. I thought that was great. <laughs> I have Pop Pop in the attic. Then, oh, nice. Arrested nice Development. Arrested. Oh. Every time I hear Pop Pop, I think of Arrested Development now, too. And then Pop Pop, and then everyone cheers, as they do. And then uh, Kane says, you know they're laughing at you, right? That's my theory. Because <laughs> Kane does oh, not just, get this place. <laughs> just just crushes him. One of the few places so sad. One of the few places that would accept a felon who's been in jail for so many years. Of course, the whole place is weird and dysfunctional. And uh, Kane notes that, oh, the supergroup is without, a, without an assignment. Although Annie somehow put one together. But I guess no grade for that one. Yeah, yeah, which I thought was weird that they didn't get ready for that one. He's like, ah, you guys broke my boy Todd. He called me up this morning crying. (laughs) He fought in Iraq. He fought, oh, God. (laughs) Like, the more they described him, the funnier I thought it was. I guess that makes me a terrible person. No, that's the the point, though. (laughs) I know that's the point. But I'm wondering if the point was also to make me feel like a terrible person because – uh, especially the line about him finally finishing college like he promised his dying father for some reason that's I think uh, what we should learn here 
is that you should not judge someone until you have the full story. Whether they've been fighting in Iraq, have a newborn baby, or are diabetic. You should or always judge them things. after you know them. I'm going to put the sad <laughs> scrubs music there. Yeah, sure, you could, you could do that. Could that <laughs> oh, also, uh, Jeff calls Annie pathological, which she thinks of as flattery. She says, thank you. And I know she's smart, so why is she... She knows path- what pathological means. Is it just because they are so, so tired? Or because she th- actually thinks of that as a compliment? Yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. And Kane refers to them as the mean click. Ooh, they have to share one microscope, one bench, one grade. And they failed the first assignment, which makes Annie pass out and fall out of the chair. Uh, cafeteria. The dean shows up and freaks out. Why wasn't he there earlier? How did he not know earlier? I don't know. Uh, he's worried that he missed the firemen. <laughs> Oh, Dean. Classic Dean. Uh, the Chang says it's a web of conspiracies that goes all the way to the top of Arizona. The Dean's a little confused. Nunez comes out of there holding a burnt saxophone. Someone's been squatting in there, hot plate, thousands of matches, dozens of major health <laughs> and fire code violations. Might have to get the police involved. And then Dean gets the internal narration. He knows he's in trouble. He can't let this go. And so... Nunez is like, hey, hey, uh, Dean does not, I keep calling him Dean, He's, that's not his name, that Dean does not want to get the cops involved, and Nunez is all kind of confused. I really like when the Dean does this stuff, because his head really gets to bobbing. <laughs> that's the way so, he stuff. <laughs> are, you, are you calling Jim Rash a human bobblehead? He is, I want a Dean bobblehead. That would be perfect. Like, that line right there, and the line where he looks back at Chang and says Chang was right all along, he did his giant bobbing nod head. I don't need the word head there, I guess, but... And he said that it also goes all the way to the top. Nunez quits. He can handle not getting paid, but not the Dean-enabling Chang. And And a very, like, honest moment. I'm seriously concerned that he's mentally ill. It's not funny at all. It's scary. Yeah, 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 and he's right. He's right. It is uh, kind of frightening. So I'm, I'm curious what they're what they're doing with uh, Chang this season. What his big picture uh, is going to be? I've been recently rewatching, and I forgot how insane he gets. The start of season two, where he was like Gollum. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, he's going to kill everyone. I think Jeff was right in the first episode. Uh, first episode of the season. What a finale. If they, get, if they don't get picked up for a four season, that's how it should end. Chang goes crazy and kills them all. Oh. Wouldn't that be happy? Eh, yeah. About as happy as the show getting canceled at the end of season three. Yeah. More seasons. Six seasons in a movie. Uh, Dean makes Chang the new chief of security. Why? I don't know. Dean wonders if he then Dean gets in his head. Wonders if he was crazy or just doing right by the school. And Chang is thinking an evil, maniacal laugh. I skipped something extra. <laughs> when Dean and Chang are simultaneously internally narrating, it took me a couple uh, listens to, to get both sides of what they were saying. But the Dean's was my favorite. I need to know more about those firemen. Were they ethnically diverse? Did they bring a Dalmatian? Did they have a calendar? I like the Dalmatian callback though. 
Yeah, oh, that was great. Ah, uh, that made me so happy. Because the firemen themselves are something Dean would be like, but then he mentioned the Dalmatian. And the Chang, the Chang, oh my god. The Chang. <laughs> he was talking about going to all the way to the top of Arizona. Was it a state of mind? Either way, I was going to find out. Oh, I'm worried. Worried about Chang. Biology again. Biology, they're sharing a microscope. They say it's not going to work. They're like, oh, you know whose fault this was? Todd. And they're like, oh, yeah, Todd, of course, yeah. Yeah, and Troy says, yeah, and his dumb baby. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're just proving that they are the mean click. And then, oh God, I love I love the pan out to Todd sitting sitting alone at the desk, and then you just see a single tear run down his cheek. The, he all kind of angry, and it reminded me honestly of uh, Doc Potterywood at the end yeah, of that episode. Yeah, yeah, me too. Actually, the uh, the uh, end of the episode with Rich. So, I wonder if Todd's gonna be recurring, or if he's like a one off character designed to be a one off. I hope he'll show know. up at least again. I want. Him and Rich and anyone else that they have horribly wronged, like maybe Vicky. No one's nice. People were nice to Fat Neil, but no one was really nice to Vicky. Pierce was really mean to Vicky. Anyone else that they've wronged, they need to get to get like Chang. Chang could head this. Oh, this could end epically. Like the, there be two teams and they have to battle it out. Maybe in a paintball episode. Or they could be in court, huh? You're setting up a Seinfeld finale scenario. Oh, I don't want that. No, but like, yeah, like... That was so good! Well, yeah, it was good, but I don't want that for this one. (laughs) Okay, sorry. But like, yeah, so you have like Chang and Doc Potterywood and Todd and whoever else comes up, all like teaming up together to try to get back at them. Uh, Maybe, perhaps. Maybe. But... The song they used to go out is the one that we are using to leave the show, and it made me really excited to hear it as the end of an episode, too. Ah, yes. You're going to hear it at the end of this podcast in just a few minutes. Uh, Todd cries, and then all we have left is the tag. Tag? You're, is it freeze tag? Mm, no. Oh. I like it. Personal questions, evaluations for psych class. Someone drew a butt. There, uh, or, or she asks uh, who 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 drew who drew the butt, and Troy says they're boobs, and I don't know. Classic Troy. Britta sees a penis on every one of them. They were confused, or Jeff and Shirley at least, because they didn't draw a penis. Abed points out that they're all normally filled out. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. This was also a test, and you all penis passed. <laughs> maybe I need to, maybe I need to take one. A test, not a penis. I liked that that one a lot. It was a good tag. I, I, I like um, group tag. You know, yeah, so far, yeah, that's the second group tag they've done. Then uh, last episode they had Troy Abed and Pierce. So I don't know if they're moving away from the traditional Troy and Abed tag or what the uh, what the deal is. But so far they've all been good. So as so long as they keep up the funny. Do you remember back in the days when we had a tag on our other podcast, The Happy Cast, at thehappycast.blogspot.com? Yeah, that was a good tag. We had many tags. Episode 3 had my favorite tag. Oh, and then before that, I had a tag on another podcast, which was about another TV show that I won't talk about. Lost. Lost Lostandlock.blogspot.com <laughs> Where you will find very few of the episodes available. Uh, the most recent. The last dozen or so. Yeah. But yes, I overall... 
I like this episode quite a bit. I'm excited I... for the next few. I think I know barely what they're about. I have a idea about what the next one is, but I shall not share it here in case anyone wants to avoid that kind of thing. We are a spoiler-free podcast. I don't know about that, but... We, we have been so far. We'll try to be. Try to keep yeah. it spoiler-free. At least extremely spoiler-light. And tune in tomorrow. I'm just going to go ahead and say that, hoping I finish this one tonight. Or, you know, who knows when people are, are listening to this. Tune oh, yeah. in uh, immediately afterward, if you like. <laughs> yes. Tune in at least a f- somewhere within a few hours after this one, and you can listen to our second one, which will be our feedback for this episode. Sounds good to me. If you want to contact the show, send an email to greendale101 at gmail.com, or you can feel free to you know send an email or MP3 file that we can play on the show if you yes. like. If you can't call us at 120-FATNEAL5, yeah, go ahead and send us an MP3. That's also totally cool. That is acceptable. Yeah. So let let us know how much you love the show, the community, not this podcast. We don't want to hear. Yeah, we do. Twitter.com slash Greendale 101. Stay up to date. Or if you want to stay even more up to dater, community101.tumblr.com. Usually I just post podcast information or weird thoughts that I have about the show. Like how I think this season... I want to see Pierce take them all to a Laser Lotus meeting. Oh, that would be great. It would be really good. I want to see that. But doesn't that seem like the kind of thing they'd save for the final season? Uh-oh. Either way, if you want information like that, check us out. Twitter.com slash Greendo101 or Greendo101.tumblr.com. Also, iTunes. Subscribe us on iTunes and leave us a review and a rating if you would like, because the more of those we have, the more likely we are to get more listeners, which means the more likely we are to be able to maybe interview anyone. Oh, God, I don't want to interview anyone ever. I never ah, want to do that. Do you can do it. I'm, I'm going to let you know ahead of time. If if that does somehow, if you if you do magically pull that off, I'm calling in sick from that podcast. No, I will surprise you. I won't tell you in advance then. Oh, all right, well, we'll, well, we'll cross that bridge if and when we come to it. All right. So thank you for joining us. Until next time, class dismissed.